0: Hello and uh, welcome back to the cast. Uh, Tonight is going to be a little bit of a quick one. I know I say that uh, fairly often, but I think tonight will be like, yeah, it's been quite the week, but I mean, nothing huge like we've seen in the past. Uh, This week, uh, two, maybe three really big things that we want to cover. First off the bat, uh, Bev, what do we got?
1: Well, today I think we've got the most relevant news of the week, uh, at least the most exciting, I think, for most people. Uh, maybe even the most heartbreaking, um, but I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all the uh, the big credit card companies have cut ties with Pornhub following allegations of child abuse. So I guess there, there's been a couple issues with uh, Pornhub, I guess, and, and so I, I imagine some of these other porn sites will, will get the the same treatment. Um, but what was kind of interesting is um, with Pornhub, so uh, the b- whole thing with the story is there's all this uh, this content I guess on their on their site that was uh, you know either illegal or like well, illegal basically and so there's um, uh, all the credit card companies put a bunch of pressure on them to, uh, uh, to to deal with it and the way they put the pressure on was basically said we're not going to process your payments anymore so course money talks so uh Pornhub uh, they were listening they listened pretty closely and they uh, they ended up scrapping all I think it was all the uh, the non-verified so like user uploaded like YouTube style material if you will uh, was all pulled off the website so it's uh unfortunately a lot of people I'm sure they lost their uh, their their mm-hmm. all their favorite videos but uh, I don't <laughs> well, know, the, you- the funny thing about all this
2: is, is that um Like, for years, apparently, like, the big, like, porn studios and that have been, like, like, lobbying to, like, hey, you need to verify your shit better because people are uploading our, you know, copyrighted content that we produced for free on your platform. They've been, like, asking for them to do something about it for a super long time.
0: And oh, they, like, they like, like leaks and stuff like that. Like, not, uh, not
2: even that. just like people are taking videos that are like, whatever, like bang bros or whatever one of those big ones is. And like taking those videos <coughs> and uploading them to Pornhub for free. Right. But then Pornhub also has a service where you, I think, pay to access those videos. Like, so it's like a partnered thing with the, all those bigger studios or whatever. Um, but they didn't really give a shit. Right. Because of that. But then as soon as all these, like, I think it was like child sex allegations and like rape videos and all this shit like was really like the the catalyst for all this but then basically yeah as soon as MasterCard and Visa jumped on board they just pulled everything so um it actually kind of ended up being a double whammy because obviously it gets all of like this bullshit content off there that's you know potentially illegal and and, like rape and all that stuff which is obviously terrible um but also for all these big um production houses that make this stuff you know they get they get their content uh, Rights kind of back as well because people were like watching this content without paying for it right so um it's interesting it does clean up a lot of things on their platform and like it's funny that we're talking about it in such a serious light but like it is a business you know people do have companies where they put money into the equipment the editing like you know the <laughs> the talent and all the stuff for this right just like any other production so um yeah it's probably a good thing for the actual their actual industry to be honest and then obviously it's a good thing for anybody who's You know, videos were being put up there without their knowledge, or that had content that definitely should have been up there. Um, But yeah, it's interesting. It was kind of like the Wild West on on that site, and I'm sure it's like that on a lot of others as well. Um, Well, So it's it kind of like a double whammy. It solves some problems.
0: Well, let's be real here. Like, like you guys, I don't speak for you guys or anyone else, but I mean, when I'm looking at porn and stuff like that like I don't want to see some grainy cell phone video you know what I mean like shot on a flip phone or something like that oh, like no, I want some
1: production quality
0: exactly I, I want the real deal I want the legit thing I don't want some sketchy like security camera looking thing or some like cell phone greasy stuff <laughs> like, I don't want that like no who wants to see that stuff I, I guess some people do but I mean like that's that's not that's not what you go there for, or what what I would yeah, envision the porn, porn indie for. films.
1: <laughs> well, it yeah, sounds yeah. like all the uh, <laughs> the folks over at Pornhub saw plenty of it. Uh, they're uh, doing their investigation over the past several days. So, I guess <laughs> they, um, especially with everybody working from home, I'm sure they have plenty of volunteers for that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I
0: you know one uh, one other funny thing that I just noticed about the circle is mastercard visa and discover card discover card like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Just, i
2: think <laughs> like, i think they're pretty prominent in the states still though aren't they uh, discover i don't think they're can, really here Bev, can you pull
0: that up there like see the discover cards market share like i, I know we're up here in canada and we i've never seen a discover card uh, in my life but uh, <laughs> like i can't imagine that like it's that big like yeah it can't be that big of a oh, market share uh, yeah, oh yeah, they're in. they're tiny. Yeah,
1: well, that's interesting. I didn't realize American Express was so close to Mastercard. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that either. States.
0: Yeah, no, I just I thought the Mastercard and Visa were pretty much the same. Like, but that being said, I don't yeah. I don't own a Mastercard. Like, I own a I blank. Yeah, I own yeah. a blank. Ca- I own a blank card for everybody who's listening. Nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny to think though that like their their volume's small, but it's small in the scale of like still you know well over a hundred billion dollars it's that's a lot mm-hmm. that's oh my it's god it's fucking yeah. crazy you know I, I wouldn't mind being the fourth biggest fucking credit card
0: company i'll tell you that oh my god they're approaching two trillion dollars at whatever their processing fees are somewhere two or three percent that's wild visa mm. visa's oh crushing it yeah oh, hey, that's a good uh, business
2: what's in your yeah. wallet
0: yeah. is that mastercard like two or visas? three
1: visas yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah visa all the way but uh yeah, how funny is it though that uh, old Pornhub, Montreal-based MindGeek, you know what I mean, the Canada connection? <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> like yeah, always, that's right. Yeah, I always knew like Montreal's like a good place to to go party. I party there a ton when I was uh, through school and stuff like that. But ah, the porn porn capital, yeah. like Pornhub is.
2: The titans of industry for that one, yeah.
0: Yeah, like can <laughs> you pull up MindGeek? Like, is is it a publicly traded company? No, there's no way. Maybe you never
2: know Uh, is that their parent company I never knew that yeah well I was just
0: reading in that article no I don't think so my privately held Canadian company yeah Yeah. that started in 2004 460 million in revenue oh man that's
2: that's really good look at those ads pumping right yeah and like people because you know people are really not (laughs) people are really watching the ads not just
0: skipping right through them Mm -hmm well whatever uh, like I knew dudes uh, who uh, paid for it and I thought they were insane like what is the like literally millions of free videos is not good enough for you It's like no, it's no man, they
2: want that 4k <laughs> <laughs> they don't want the grainy phone video that you spoke of earlier
0: whatever happened to remember i don't know five years ago when samsung was pushing those like vr headset things like take your samsung phone clip it into this stupid thing and like play games and stuff like that and they like it's going to be for or it's going to be uh vr porn like did that ever turn into anything like is that real or
2: i think Pornhub and other platforms like tried to support it and then just like this the you know the fad itself it just kind of died out
0: and could you imagine just, you're sitting there with like goggles on, and someone walks, walks in your room. You're just,
2: you're just uh, VR porn hubbing it up oh my God. with your Discovery card on the fucking counter, freshly
1: <laughs> Well, may have to cut this story post production, but uh, I remember uh, uh, the Don one time. Uh, so he after he bought a Samsung phone years ago, and he and it came with one of those headsets. So he's showing it to us. He's like, oh, check it out. You can watch porn in fucking 3D or whatever. <laughs> or in 360. He's like showing it. I'm like, this is oh, weird. Shit. I'm sitting with a couple of my buddies watching like fucking porn on some oh, guy's Jesus phone Christ. headset thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But well, they, shit, they still do them you. though. It's like a whole thing. Like my brother just got one of those. Uh, like So the one he got is like, it's got all, all these like lenses and shit in it. So it's, it's actually like pretty high tech or whatever. all things considered but it's uh yeah you like plug your phone into it and it's supposed to like like mellow out the um uh the resolution or something so your eyes can handle it better and all this other crap but i don't think anyone really uses it like vr i don't think really took off no
2: well there's like um, oculus and stuff like that too but like those are like 400 bucks and they're standalone devices and like even then, I like, I think Facebook bought Oculus recently, actually, yeah. in the last year or yeah, so. Yeah, they did. But well, um, it seems like a bullshit, like, a, just a shitty acquisition. I mean, unless they're going to use the tech for something else, like, I, I, nobody's jumping on it. Like, I'll tell you that right now. I don't see people running out of the mall with Oculus Rifts, you know, in, by the fucking boatload. So. Well,
0: oh, I don't know if this is still the case, but I was talking to someone... Uh... Uh, a few years ago and they were t- they were day trading and they were saying a lot of their day traders uh, were using these VR headsets to get more screens and see more things when they were actually making their trades so I'd be cu- I'm so curious to see the trading floor now. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah but that was a few years ago they were <laughs> playing around with that. One and guy's like,
2: like I'm on my break he's just porn hummed it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh here's a guy right here he's like uh, can I use the Oculus Rift to replace my six monitors. Oh
0: fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know oh what I mean, God. but I mean like that's what they were playing with, like uh, at some of the bigger broker at one of the mm-hmm. bigger brokerages, and it's just, it, yeah, I'm really curious if that's actually still a thing. Because yeah, that would that would be insane, like to have that access to that amount of information just by looking. Uh, that's that's insane.
2: I mean, your brain can still only really focus on one thing at a time, so mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's yeah. But just... I mean, like if
0: you're looking around, like you know when you well, like we all have now at least two monitors on our uh, home setup I, I would assume but like you're sitting there like two three four monitors like it's just you need access to more quick information and if i can get that information by taking a tenth of a second to look to left or to the right or like up a little bit versus clicking i'd rather do that and, and that's the whole idea behind all of that because everything you have to make is like quick snap decisions yeah but uh, anyways yeah i still think
2: there must be something they're going to do with that tech i don't think they're just going to try and hammer out more oculus because it's really it's not a market that's that's catching on with anybody well what i think would be
1: cool to do with it would be if uh if it was like uh for, I don't know if U.S. had – I'm sure they had something similar, but in Canada we had Laser Quest. But if you did that, but it was like uh, everybody gets like a like a, a VR headset and like you have a backpack that has a you know, computer and all that shit on it. Like that'd kinda cool <laughs> that would be kind of cool because now you can – oh, if they do, oh, there you go. Wait, man, we're like running
0: sh- around like augmented reality style? Like you know how Pokemon Go is like you're looking – and it's real life but it's not real life like that sort of thing no this is no just i like was thinking like full, it's yeah. like
1: a video game except you're like in a big warehouse running around with a like a vr headset on type thing
0: oh so like uh, uh like those places like real life mario kart that are coming up right yeah, that, yeah yeah that type that of I thing think.
1: yeah they yeah. do
2: have that they do have places that are like they're multiplayer vr experiences where they do put you in a large area and you're all in the game together but with headsets on
1: That'd be pretty oh, cool actually I've done, yeah. like those one where it's those bays or whatever like so we did that um, and it was like it was kind of cool but it was also kind of like not great but because it, it was using like the HTC Vive I think it is and then with that one you get like you, you can be in like this I don't know, call it like a six by six box or whatever and walk around so yeah. that thing was okay, but I don't know. I like I it's it's definitely a, a do it one time thing and probably uh, never do it again.
0: Well, you want to hear something funny? I actually did do that, uh, and it was so enjoyable. I completely forgot about it. Like if you pull up Disney's uh, thing, uh, it was you were in a I was in a virtual Disney movie video game thing, and I was walking physically walking around and physically clicking buttons. Like, look over here, click this button. You click this, and you do i had no idea what the hell we were doing on uh but it was uh you yeah, the void yeah oh it is this yeah 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 website the website's
2: dick bud better get in the vr and
0: fix it <laughs> yeah well there you go that's that's how well it's doing but anyways i remember i paid 40 bucks for like whatever 20 minutes uh, or 15 minutes i'm like oh this this sucked like, this is just the biggest waste ever but uh i guess it does exist and <laughs> i did not enjoy it <laughs> well the way i could
1: see it being fun yeah it'd be this type of thing where you're like yeah. running around with your little headset yeah. and your gun and you're zapping people and shit hey, and, like, and that's, that's what that's i was where doing it's fun, right yeah but or it you know not... it's, i don't know if any, any of you guys so you guys weren't really gamers but if you played uh, gears of war like back in the day like you know gears of war 10 years ago on xbox 360 or something where you know you shoot a guy in the in the head and his head explodes and stuff like doing that in vr would be fucking crazy or like halo mm-hmm. or something that'd be kind of cool
0: yeah well, just that yeah, augmented reality sort of thing where you're still physically moving around. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. yeah there's a lot again, of
2: games and stuff like that for kids they have now too, where they're like where like a kid can like use an iPad or something, and uh, they'll have like the game board, and then when you put the camera over it, it overlays like the characters and stuff. So like you're you're playing with like real pieces and like a real game board, but there's like digital elements that you're watching on the screen too. So it'd be cool to like see that with VR. Where it's kind of like blending the two.
0: Yeah,
1: here's another interesting thing in VR that's come up. It's um, I I followed this like years ago, and then everyone stopped caring about it. But it's um, these omnidirectional treadmills. So I don't
0: know. Oh yeah, well that's like real old school because like I remember that like in the '90s, like obviously not like this, but like (laughs) the real (laughs) deal. It's got a leash on. That is something else. <laughs> <It literally
1: do. laughs> this one I I thought this was kind of interesting because you can like yeah it's basically like a like a mouse or whatever that you walk on or something yeah. like one of those old nineties <laughs> mouses inverted yeah, you, or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, I pictured right now with this thing, it's just like it's just like if you only worked out using the Smith machine, you yeah. don't have any of those stabilizer muscles. So like, I could run so fast on this thing with it when you're so being yeah. Held so for out. everybody,
1: anybody who's listening, basically, what we're watching right now is imagine it's like a uh, it's like a, a frictionless pad, and there's like a, a leash. You're attached to a leash on a like this boom arm, and you run in place and it r- makes your guy in the video game run so mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's like a, a, a life-size control a controller for your whole body type thing <laughs> <It's> <laughs> should Very should
2: collab with Pornhub VR as well <laughs> on <You're just wearing laughs> you know, this fucking weird thing that's in the corner of your uh, basement and people walk in and
0: they're really confused <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, just well, to bring uh, it back around. <laughs> hey, you de- hey, you never know. Like, uh, I'm sure that uh, stock one day is going to be worth something insane because, uh, you know, those tech stocks that are out there that uh, have no connection to reality. Like, hey, it doesn't matter. Hey, you want to make profit? No, 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 no. Our valuation has nothing to do with profit, it's just all market share, good vibes, and well, really good vibes. Like, uh, I know I noticed today Tesla had quite the run at the end of the day uh bev can you pull that up there if we're looking at just even today's training like tesla this year has it had an insane insane run but like we're looking at it like right now from the beginning of the month uh till now so we're three weeks in uh What's it's a had... five day window you're looking at there yeah let me do well, one right here, a well that's just
1: basically oh holy shit <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. So we're looking- and I'm pretty
1: sure. So I think with Tesla, too, I'm pretty sure they're not profitable yet. Like I'm, if I remember no, right, I no. just read an article about uh, Elon Musk going back to investors to try or it might have been for SpaceX, but he's going back and trying to raise more and more money from investors. But he this is a guy who effectively has unlimited money. Like when you talk about, you know, you always describe rich people as having unlimited money. But this guy literally can get as much money as he wants from anybody. It's yeah. it's unbelievable, but anyway, yeah. So it's it's over the last month. You know, if you bought it so, a month ago at five hundred bucks, you're you're up two hundred bucks a share. Like that's yeah. Unbelievable. So you're you're
0: up almost forty percent over a month on a on a company that's worth half a trillion dollars. Like its market cap now has to be over five hundred billion bucks, right? Like uh, six uh, fifty eight, six hundred fifty eight. Like a forty percent increase. Like did they open up like ten of their gigafactories? Like where the hell? did this valuation comes from like this why did like this why, is why i don't understand because like why did it jump? yeah
1: because normally like when you look at this like the trading pattern here so yeah. you know you're floating around this i don't call it like 670 or whatever average yeah and then it just bottoms out so obviously somebody knew or people knew something was going on or they're they're betting against it and then all of a sudden it jumps so there must be like like, some like crazy so
0: thing. if you're looking if uh for our youtube viewers you can follow along with us for everyone uh, on the pod like we're looking at the end of the day here it uh around so markets close at four o'clock around three forty-five, it it crashes down to what, what did it bottom out at there uh
1: Bottomed mm-hmm. out at six uh, six thirty five. Call it.
0: It's six thirty five, and then within fifteen minutes, it shot back up to six ninety five. Like, th- that's an yeah. insane end it's a of quick day Ten
2: percent for somebody if they timed it right.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, it's got to just be tri- all those people triggering those like. Buys like because like when you when you're doing some trades like you can always set your your uh, buy order your sell order to whatever so it's like stop losses so let's say you buy something at ten bucks you want to make sure you don't lose more than twenty percent you can set your stop loss to eight bucks and then once it hits eight bucks it'll automatically send it out to the market to try to sell it at eight bucks and if not it'll sell for like seven seven ninety five or whatever it is. So at the end of the day, that must have been what happened, and then all those bots picked it up because the volume must have been clicking or something. Like I, I can't can't imagine that many people are looking at Tesla the last fifteen minutes of the day. Like it's the last fifteen minutes of the day on a Friday. Like people people check out. Like the the casual traders at least check out. Oh yeah. And, and well, this is
1: um, this is kind of interesting here. Just kind of jumping through these links. How they they uh, didn't put up the hundred million dollar bond, basically to the uh <laughs> to uh, germany in order to build this giga factory, which is kind of crazy because you would think that they would have that much cash on hand i just
0: want to check quickly to see what they had well well did they um, issue did they issue more oh, shares yeah, this cash. year or did they is this just like value on outstanding shares like did they because i know they did a, a split like a couple times in the past 24 months um so stock split being like uh for every one share you have you'll now get 10 shares uh, instead so you're devaluing it to to make it easier for people to get back in but i i think people don't realize that that's what's happening so they say like oh my god tesla was whatever like i have no idea what it was a year ago like let's say it was a thousand bucks and now it's down to a hundred dollars oh my god i gotta get in now because it's gonna be worth a thousand bucks again like no well, actually I...
1: did they split it or did they can or was it
0: a splitter or consolidation i think it Well, let's let's, we got the old power of our friend Google. They're one of their biggest competitors, or whatever. Even though they're not in the same space, they're still in the same space. It's it's all tech vibes, but I mean, yeah, they did a five to one split. Oh, it was a split. Yeah, Yeah. interesting. Yeah, this it was it was this year, right? Yeah, yeah, it was twenty twenty. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. And like, if we start off at twenty twenty, can we see like just the one year? Uh, Because we're almost at the end of the year, like what they Tesla started at, at the beginning of the year. So at the beginning of (laughs) twenty, at the beginning of twenty twenty, their stock was at. I I think it's
1: eighty one twelve. The the only thing I don't know if they uh, adjust sometimes. They they, they adjusted in this one. Yeah, that's
0: too bad. Eighty one. Well, you could just do it. It was four hundred dollars at the beginning of the year, and now it's seven hundred dollars. Because if it's five to one split, I just times it. Right, yeah, yeah it, that's right. It, there you go. Uh, so yeah, you you increased your value ninety percent this year. Like, how many more cars did they sell this year? Like to double in value, this like that's insane. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, can we look up and see how many car? Like, just see how many Tesla cars were sold this year.
1: Let's see. Uh, here we go. We've got deliveries by quarter. Right. Um. Yeah. So here we go. So Q one. 88,000, 90,000, and then 139,000. Okay. So I don't know what's that. That's uh, 300, call it 300, and, yeah, about 300,000, 320,000 or something. Yeah,
0: and then so you got one more, and like, let's say it just continues on that trend in our 100. So let's say four to 500,000, somewhere in there. Like, who knows what they're going to finish off Q4 at. Uh, now let's do one of their competitors, uh, like pull up Ford, for example. How many, how many vehicles did they deliver this year?
2: Did you see their monthly one there? <laughs> did it just flash on the screen?
0: No, I did not.
1: <laughs> oh, here, is this uh, yearly sales? Okay, so for 2020 so far, 1.8 million cars.
0: <laughs> 1.8 million, 1.8 million. Now, can you pull up Ford's current uh, valuation?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. So 1.8 million cars. Yeah, I was just laughing trucks. because
2: the one screen said January hundred
0: twenty seven thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their market cap is yeah. thirty four billion. <laughs> 34.
1: Well, let's look at uh, let like, like a Toyota for instance. So Toyota's at oh, two hundred fifty billion. Okay. Okay. okay, how many cars does uh, Toyota cars sold?
0: So two hundred fifty billion. So it's right. worth uh, worth a third of what Tesla's worth. Okay, so, so the they're tes- selling. Well, actually, let's go. So Tesla let's say 4 to 500,000 somewhere in there. thousand vehicles and oh this
1: is just on Q3. I need that was just Canada
2: only, right? For some reason oh, pulled yeah. up Canada only.
1: Yeah. Oh, I guess that, I don't know if the other numbers were I assume the number were the other yeah, uh, other the other ones were global. global. Oh, okay. I don't know why it was just pulling Canada.
2: Yeah, let's see it. It,
0: like It's gotta be something ridiculous, right? Uh... Oh,
1: here's detail. Well, okay, I guess we're we're getting right <laughs> into it. Uh, so the Excel files now, boys. Got the Excel here. Let me. Come it's Excel. Toyota.
0: They don't mess around. You know, they <laughs> they go. Hey. They over-engineer oh, everything. Oh, actually, look, yeah. I know at least at one
2: person that bought a Toyota this year, so there's, they sold one. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: so oh, I love Toyota. They, everything Toyota does is so good. Anyway, here we got. Uh, so we're actually
0: looking at it for our listeners. We're actually uh, looking at an Excel spreadsheet uh, that they share, so we can actually get everything that they're looking at here. And uh, this so, is.
1: This is units sold, I would
0: assume. Does it have Middle East? Because that's going to that,
2: be all yeah.
1: like Tacomas or whatever. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. so, like, I'm not going to comment why I think that, but I think you want to
0: So, for just October globally, uh, is that what I see right there? Oh, that's the okay. number?
2: Those are
1: all eight, 1988 Tacomas. They somehow sold in 2020. They're oh, still here's 2020 cumulative. Yeah, here we go. So 6.9 million
0: cars. Oh, my God. In- <laughs> worldwide? 6.9, 6. really? Let's, let's call it 7 versus, million, boys. Okay, okay. Oh, 7, million, is, 7, 7
1: million. This is crazy. Oh, actually, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah.
0: 7 million, and there were 200. they have market uh, value of 250 billion versus... 400,000 or f- like round up 500,000 vehicles that Tesla yeah. sold, and there were 600 billion. Like, there were triple what what these guys are. Like, how? How? How is that, possible?
2: Seven, seven <laughs> is that down 14% to at seven
0: Is that what, is that, that, what that last column was there? Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. I'm
2: assuming that's what it is. They're here over here. So well oh, here so, we can just do it real quick. Oh, so you're sorry. sitting
0: there. So so Toyota sold 15 times the amount of vehicles and they're worth a third of what Tesla is. See, this is this is the weird kind of culty vibe that all these tech companies have. Like, it doesn't matter if you make money and it doesn't matter if you hit your targets. Like, it's all like, what do you stand for? Like, and Tesla stands for Uh, what the future technology sexy like their models s3 x y like they're sexy vehicles like they're marketing geniuses but they don't make money like what the hell are you gonna
1: liken it to like if you go back into say late 90s or you go into like up until the 2008 for instance like who does who's like the tesla equivalent from those days uh like is there anything like that has there ever been anything like it tesla well, well, know, like well, even maybe not in terms of like like
0: technology but just in terms of like fanfare uh i don't know like i like te- like tesla uh like we there were a couple big ipos uh recently like airbnb and uh and uh doordash like all these play like airbnb of the three like airbnb i like the best but i mean they don't make money like none of them make door like pull up doordash like i like doordash lot well we can pull it up and i don't want to misquote anything but i want to see 2019 their their profit margin uh on their orders every order that goes out there like Mm -hmm. it's insane when you just look at what they have and what their cost of acquisition is and they lose money every single order that gets sent out and who pays for that? Like the investors. And like, once you go to an IPO, there you go. All your investors cashed out. Now all the people in the market instance, are sitting yeah. there holding the bag. Like, there they, you
1: go. see so you're holding the $154 million EBITDA, negative $154 million EBITDA, <laughs> oh <my laughs> that's really bad.
0: That's so bad. Like you lost, so you, you had sales, uh, right? Like total revenue of $2.2 billion total revenue. Your cost? Yeah,
1: trailing twelve month, they're so in yeah. the last twelve months they're running yeah, yeah two
0: point two billion. Yeah, and that you managed to lose one hundred fifty million dollars doing that. That is insane. That's insane. Like it's just oh, that's great. And so and on the, their launch on their IPO, they doubled in value. They're a hundred and fifty billion dollar company that doesn't make money.
2: And that's losing like it, money on a year where their services used more than ever before. To like literally yeah. their their biggest opportunity to make
0: money ever like yeah. they don't make money every single order like if you own doordash thank you so much because every time i order doordash you're helping pay for me to get my meal to, to my house <laughs> thank you so much like that it just doesn't make any sense and like what's the game plan here like is the game plan to just eliminate all of the competition then triple the price you know, guess what uh, if you double if you even double the price of what it's going to cost me to get my food to my house i'm not going to order there I can get my ass in the car and get it there. That's it, or the only the only real benefit to having like a DoorDash or an Uber or anything else, besides their marketing, uh, like that's a huge thing uh, to get your company out there. But like, let's say you're an established business is that you don't have to hire a delivery driver and you don't have to pay for that need, but you do give up a percentage, whatever it is, 25, 35% of whatever the meal costs you pay, Uber, DoorDash, whoever, Plus us users pay delivery fees and they still manage to lose money because it costs so much money to run a delivery platform. But let's say five years from now, DoorDash eliminates everybody else. They're the only ones in the game. Like, hey, we want to start making money now and we got to double our prices. People are just going to say, screw you. Could you imagine paying a 50% premium on your food because, oh, I want it delivered to me or a 100% premium on my food because I want it delivered? No, I'll just go there instead i'll go there i'll make it myself i'll do anything anything in the world else besides paying that huge service fee
2: there's even times where like not necessarily doordash but like skip or whatever where i'll load my shit in there and then i'll look at like all the bullshit and like having to tip the guy and everything and i'm like nah fuck this i'll just drive there so it's like it's already kind of happens too right
1: oh yeah this happens uh, like every time we look at like we just ordered sushi the other day and i was looking at it thinking uh, you know like all the because they gave us like this uh it was like 35 or 40 percent off so like oh hell yeah we should do it and then uh (laughs) so we put the coupon in thank you we're like it's the same price it's the same price as just going there and picking it up Mm -hmm. like it does make like i'm not i'm not ahead on this at all really except for some guy like bring it to me or whatever so then what i realized is like so all that that those fees they're tacking up it's like 40 percent that's uh, 40% were the fees. Plus they still have their margins on it. But as we're learning from this, <laughs> somebody, yeah. uh, somebody missed a sell in Excel when they were adding up all the, uh, the, the fees you got to put on this stuff. But yes. I don't know. So, I mean, like going forward, like I just don't, I don't understand this business. I just don't see how you can make any money on it. Well, um, like this was interesting too, just kind of. So just for the, for the listeners, we're going through there, uh, just on Yahoo finance, high level financials. Um, they basically have this huge deficit in their common stock equity. So it's like a billion dollar deficit. So anytime you uh, basically uh, uh, as you run a loss in your business um, over time and, and, and you're funding the business through debt or you're funding it through people investing in you, you you tack up this big uh, or you tack up a deficit so this company has a billion dollar deficit which is unbelievable that's (laughs) massive that's huge that's a billion dollars of basically value that hasn't been captured
0: pretty much more or less. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. Where are they going to get that Uh, with another 150 million that they're going to lose next year? (laughs) And this this is why like,
1: I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I am so convinced that so many of these companies like when you look at shit like this, like this is a a, like, I don't know what their their market cap is like, where are they sitting at here? Fifty two billion This is a fifty two fifty three billion dollar company. And it is it's it's basically it's it's unable to make money. Financially, it's, mm-hmm. it's dicked, really. It's dicked. It's being funded by it's people just, just pumping cash into it. quality pile exactly it's a it's a pile and there's so many companies like this there's tons of them and and this is just like people are just like yeah whatever i'm gonna invest in this like the whole idea of fundamentals is gone like the whole idea of buying a a business that is profitable it generates cash flow is gone and then last time this 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 happened in 2008 this happened in you know like 1999 2000 or 2001 or whatever whatever
0: it was like that that like crash back then because it's just it's all it's all hype. It's like that dot com bubble all over again. Now it's the Silicon Valley yeah. pop mm-hmm. or wh- whatever you want to call it. Like who who knows what they're going to call it? Like Silicon the the Valley slum. Ooh, there you go. Like yeah, yeah. Because well, you,
2: like, you just like I know the company itself isn't making money, but. Um, sort of off topic but also on topic is like did you guys ever see the article they put out where they, they broke down like if you're going to go drive like Uber or any of these delivery services and stuff like that like how you're basically fucking yourself if you think you're going to make money on it because when you actually break it down and do the math it's it's not even worth your time versus just going and getting a certain, job certain
0: air quotes certain things certain things uh, yes certain things no like I, I personally a uh, while ago looked at I was just curious i'm like okay i have a goal i need to make this goal i can only work at my job this many this many hours i can only make this much like i can make around this much commission i have free time on the weekends i need to do some more and so i talked to uber and i'm like okay how much of the actual ride like so i get in an uber and i pay 15 bucks to take me from downtown to my house or i pay 20 bucks how much of that 20 bucks goes to me, the driver, versus to you, Uber. And I tried for the life of me, every single answer over and over again. Because every time you create a new ticket uh, with any type of big company like that, you always get a different uh, person. I could not get a straight answer. I'm like, I don't care if it's 50-50 split. I don't care. Just tell me what the percentage is. And I could not get for the life of me one straight answer. I obviously never did like uh, drive for it because you, like, you're doing the math yeah. and the type of vehicle I drive is... Not suited for that like it was a german vehicle like it's it costs a shit ton of money to repair and a shit ton of money to service like it's not worth my time like even though you're getting more money for the fare it's not worth your time and money to have a vehicle like that that you're driving for uber all i'm thinking is like how many times yeah
2: the article was kind of pointing that out too is it was more about like as a side gig in addition to you know having a full-time gig or whatever yeah um it's not a bad idea like if you can swing it you have the right vehicle and stuff like that but people who quit their job or, or rely on it for full-time you know income it's it you literally are screwing yourself by the time you look at like your maintenance and your gas and like you have to keep a certain age of car too like you're not allowed to have an old shitty broken down car either and like um it's just all the fucking around and then like you know you got the guys who go above and beyond and they put like water and shit there to try and get the tip and like for for 2030 grand it's like not yeah yeah, you're fucking yourself really like like,
0: so so i was talking to a few like i just every time i got in an uber for a while i was just talking to them and like they would open up as soon as i said like yeah i i'm considering driving for uber i'm just waiting for whatever they would open up and they would show me how much money they make and things like that and do it bro Oh, no, no. They're like some of them are loving it. And they're like, get a, get a van. And like the guys like showing me, he's like every weekend I make 300 bucks a night working for 12 hours. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, like you're putting oh so much wear and tear on your vehicle and you're driving around strangers all over the place. Like for, for 300 bucks. Like, I, I just, I don't care. I, I don't care about it. Like I can, like at the end of, like I, instead of. Doing that, I just put in more time and made more commission, and I came out even further ahead than driving for it. And just spending more time on the phone and sending emails, like I just well, that's, get, that's the thing. better at the skill, job. yeah. Because yeah.
1: like that's that for that guy that in that example, that's yeah. thirty bucks an hour. Basically yeah. driving people around, it's like so you spent twelve hours to make three hundred dollars. <laughs> like so you can, they, if you have <laughs> a skill, you can make three hundred dollars yeah. and a hell of a lot and faster. he's gonna be than taxed that. on you, it too, right? Like he's not getting oh, three hundred bucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but but I mean, like the other the other joke about this thing. So up here in Canada, Uber automatically takes taxes right off the top of it because a lot of the, like I was talking in Toronto to these are, these. This is just completely like anecdotal evidence or whatever. But the like I was talking to, like it happened twice. These two guys, are like, yeah, I work here in Canada for six months. And then I go back home to my home. I make my 30 grand and I go back home and I got my house and I got my second house and all my family. I support them on this $30,000, which is insane, like insane that you can support a family and have houses for 30 grand. But it's because they're coming from a shithole country. Like, and, and that's just reality. You think those people are paying income taxes? No, they, they sign up on Uber. Like, I don't know how many times people have got it an Uber. You see the picture and you look at the person. there. like, this is not this person whatever like it is what it is i'm drunk i'm, going I'm getting to, in anyway i'm getting in anyways <laughs> and i'm not gonna pay double the price to get in the taxi with some dude who i don't know like i paid 100 in enough...
2: grand for his taxi fucking license and he's no, it's like 300 grand up here <laughs> yeah.
0: like it it's insane like it's it, it's just a weird weird thing that eventually will it's gotta collapse like uber's prices over the past like i haven't taken an uber like pa- in the pandemic like just a handful of times i remember one day we even tried to get an uber and there were just none in our area for like an hour like which is insane they're just no ubers like you never see that unless it's like new year's eve and it's 10 times the value or whatever like surcharge uh for the uh five minute drive it's gonna be 100 bucks like yeah i'm not taking yeah. that but i mean like actually no ubers available okay well i guess you gotta call a taxi and wait the forty-five minutes or whatever. Man, gig economy. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a weird thing. Like, and I know, like, we can go down, we can go down the conspiracy theory hole. But uh, I was looking at that great reset thing that uh, a lot of those conspiracy sites are talking about and claiming against, and like I watched that hour and a bit talk that they did before the next summit that's coming up next month and i didn't see what the big deal was like I, I they were saying some things uh they did touch a bunch on the gig economy saying how it's not sustainable and like if we continue down this route like we're going to devalue our own labor even more like uh the separation between healthcare, uh like sick days all those things like it, which happens in the gig economy if we continue to support that more and more and actual jobs disappear to this how fundamentally we're going to destroy the i hate using this like the lower class to the upper class and there's going to be much big more of a divide that divide already exists it's it's desperation that causes people to work these jobs like no one's forcing you to do anything Like a great example of this, like who's out in the fields farming, like anyone can go get a job for minimum wage or less. Like up here, it's legal to pay them less than minimum wage. Don't pay overtime and things like that. But no one who's here legally is going to going to sign up for that. Like no one's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to work for nine dollars an hour Canadian, which is like six dollars an hour U.S. uh, to go slave in a field all day long. But there are people from other countries that are definitely willing to come up here on work visas and do that. Mm-hmm. And because consumers want their want their zucchinis or whatever for ninety nine cents a pound, that's what they have to pay to do it. Because like the biggest cost in that is the labor. That's just it. So rather we pay more mo- like pay more money for our goods, which no one wants to do because other countries will just ship it in, or you just. Import labor and import in this case, we're importing the gig economy people and taking over from taxis. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we want to get our Amazon deliveries on time to our average uh house <sighs> of 600,000. Oh <laughs> my god, yeah. just thought I'd segue
1: us into uh our next yeah. thought of the night here, yeah. Like, uh, so yeah,
0: um. Bev, well, this to... is crazy because yeah. this
1: is funny when you yeah. So there's this CBC article is uh, describing the uh, average Canadian house expected to hit 620,000 next year. And of course, keep in mind that like, this is heavily driven by the Toronto and Vancouver market, and and a little bit by the Ottawa market. But uh, that's an insane price because you know back in the day i like the old rule of thumb was buy a house that's like two and a half or three times your uh uh your household income yeah but obviously that's totally out the window now and this is what and and i guess there's two factors i guess like the the primary factor is the interest rates i would say since it's effectively uh, virtually free to borrow money like if you're putting five percent down you can get um uh a one percent um uh more uh, interest rate on your mortgage from HSBC right now and if you you know even at TD I think you probably get like 2% 1.7 whatever like that's insanely low if you go back in late 80s you know mid 90s you know you you have you could have upwards of a 10 even 20% back in the 80s uh interest rate so to have that 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 free money is, is unbelievable yeah. yeah it's free money but as a result i mean you've basically driven up the, the asset prices and it could be any asset i mean you look at stocks uh, in terms of uh, uh, price to earnings which is, is generally how you compare them like an easy way to compare them it's through the roof it's massive you can have like 20 times price to earnings ratios Like it's just through the roof your housing prices are huge your commercial property costs are here like everything is just massive and it's because all this money's been pumped into the uh, the the economy. Started in two thousand eight when they were trying to float all those banks that were going under. So they just pumped money into the economy. Keynesian economics, which as it turns out doesn't work so good. But anyway, <laughs> they just pumped the money into the uh, into the economy, and so all this and and it doesn't go away. This is what people don't realize. Like when you create. Say like Trump and and the you know Democrats and all them and uh, three in or the four trillion months, bucks. Like. Yeah, when you make four trillion dollars, like it doesn't just like like disappear. Go, it goes in it's the market. There. Some you know it's there. There is four trillion dollars of of, of of money that is floating around, and so it has to go somewhere. And it all just. Uh, concentrates into these assets so it creates a huge problem so if you're like a young person if you're a millennial and you're trying to get into these markets i mean you unless you owned assets if you were an asset owner from day one then okay great you're you're all good because you benefited but if you weren't an asset owner you're screwed because your wages did not go up at the same rate that all these assets did. <laughs> and of course you get now you've got boomers coming back saying oh well you know you guys didn't work hard in your day and blah 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 this and that it's like give me a fucking break i mean you when you started out you were likely a single income house household and then yep. you know a couple years later the wife start your wife started working and then and then look at you now you're you know you're laughing like most yeah. boomers should be laughing well, like, but it's 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 a joke
0: yeah like i i remember and now my my father realized it. well he, he's come to terms with it uh, quite early but he was telling me when he was first starting off out of school he got a job 25 bucks an hour and he bought his first house for 60,000 bucks. So you're there making 25 bucks an hour, plus he was working overtime, we're making even more and you can go out and buy a house for 60 grand or 65 grand, whatever you bought his first place like two. that. Yeah, no kidding. Like that's insane. And and then now like same thing, like you're fresh out of school, like you might make 20 bucks an hour, maybe 25, but your starter home now is 600,000 bucks. So your next year will be six hundred twenty thousand bucks 10 times the amount but you make the same wage or less like, what what the hell like what the hell are you supposed to do yeah, like it's,
1: it, the whole idea is I, I can i can't imagine like in that that's a great example of it like coming out of school so you're say i don't know, just say he's 26 yeah. and you're making 25 bucks an hour and just say it's say that's like 1985 yeah. like that 25 bucks an hour goes far like yeah. far. Like that's that's like that's the that's I, I don't know. It just drives me absolutely crazy cuz mm-hmm. we are so for millennials and the younger generation like it's such a shitty situation we've been put into. It's basically where you are totally reliant on banks. Like in Canada for instance, I say we are totally reliant on banks well, to own assets. Well,
0: can you uh can you check and see like I know last year like Canada's uh, debt to, to earnings ratio was like 1.6 or 1.67 something like that. I like I don't know if they'd have mm-hmm. the 2020 out there yet, but like that's insane like how much debt is out there in canada like canadians love like whoa well, there's that like canadians yeah, love to debt, borrow money. debt
1: to disposable income which yeah. is an interesting one because it looks at it looks at like your debt service basically is effectively yeah. what it's
2: doing well, this is on stack
0: by the way
1: for anyone who's uh, listening so it's a
2: legit number we're, we're looking at here
0: yeah and uh sorry yeah it's a little too small for me to look that but that's, no, yeah, that's really even may. from 2018 so like that's the 2018 number so we're at 180 percent right now or just yeah because
1: if you that's, yeah because yeah. if you it's effectively doubled basically if you go back to say 1990 um so you had a a, a debt to disposable income ratio of about i don't know, call it like 85 or something like that now in 20 this is 2018 i think but it was at 100 and yeah call 178 so it's a massive massive jump and it's and it's it's different types of debt too that are factor obviously you have your mortgage debt but you have like consumer debt too or things like credit cards and yeah. that's what's killing people when you have like a 20 25 30 percent interest rate on that uh, consumer debt yeah 2001 like, to 2010 just look up. at the
2: incline that's where
1: uh. it just fucking took off yeah. And this is where, yeah, this is where, like, uh, that whole idea of Keynesian economics really started to kick in. They started pumping money, like, well, let's just pump money into the, uh, uh, the, the monetary system or, the, the, or have the Federal Reserve pump money into the system. And it just inflated, 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 and it just kept going and then all through the obama years like when was the last time we had an interest rate that was over like five percent you know it's like you're going way <laughs> way back it's it's unheard of now i like, imagine if that happened now you'd have you know three uh,
0: three quarters of the country would be underwater well so here in canada here's an interesting thing so a lot of those advertised rates that you see like you'll see one percent or 1.3 percent mortgage rate locked in for five years or get your mortgage locked in for 10 years for less than two percent big asterisk on there if you are a high ratio uh, borrower and a high ratio borrower means you put down less than 20% here in Canada so between 5 and 20% what that means is you have to go to CMHC uh, Canada Mortgage what, what is CMH? What's that? Mortgage yeah, mortgage Housing Corporation. Yeah. So uh, they insure the mortgage. So you'll pay a percentage of whatever the house value is uh, to CMHC, and CMHC will insure the mortgage. So the lenders want these high ratio mortgages because if you default on it, don't worry, the old CMHC, which is a government corporation, is going to come, step in, and pay out the remaining balance. That's out on them. So these borrowers, hell yeah, Let's give you as much money as you can. You're going to pay your 15, 20 grand to CMHC. And if in 10 years, like you jack up the interest rates up to, let's say 4%, which is like triple uh, what the 1.5 we're going to give you, you're fucked. You can't afford like uh, that increase in your monthly payments. That would like effectively double your monthly payments. You can't afford that for the same house. You you walk away and the mortgage company still gets their money anyway. So it doesn't matter. It's a win-win situation for the the uh, the lender lenders and it's a lose-lose for the buyers and the essentially yeah the buyers times two because the buyers are also the taxpayers and the taxpayers are cmhc like i i just don't i don't get it like i know oh, it's,
1: it's a strange world like we're in it <sighs> it's uh the other thing that i kind of liken to liken it to is if you go buy a car like when you buy a car you would think the ideal way and if you're the dealer oh. the ideal ways you have somebody come in Cut you a check for the car, you know, and away you go. It's like okay, great, I get my money right now, I get my margin. He gets a car, everybody's happy. But that's not the way. It's it's they want the financing, they want the fees that come with that, they want that regular cash flow you get from some dude paying you whatever a month, right? That's it's this crazy world because it's all kind of shifted. Because if you go back like say twenty years ago, I bet you that dealer would have preferred you gave them the uh, the cash rather than the uh, the financing. But now. The case 20 yeah, years like
2: you, ago, you know, if you went to Ford or Toyota or whatever, I'm just using those examples because we talked about them earlier. Um, they would be doing that borrowing through some third party, so it wasn't benefiting them at all. But now, when you go to those companies, you're using Ford Credit, you're using Toyota Financial, like they have they're backing it themselves, right? So that's the difference is now, now they're getting you on both ends of it, right? So, well, it, well no, and wait,
0: and it. when you say they, it's corporate ford and corporate toyota is getting double ending from the dealers because those dealers are independent dealers so they sell their product to the dealer who has to buy it from them or finance it from them and then they also have to find like their customers have to finance it from them like it's a a fantastic business model like it's it's great but it's just very very i want to say greasy but like i don't know i don't know how to how you else? got to make your money somehow. yeah uh, you do and it's pumping people into cars the uh, cars and trucks that they obviously can't afford but uh well yeah anything else on this uh on this uh, site here that you can see about uh about what we're trending towards in 2021 like I, I really really don't i'm really curious to see like i guess we won't see these numbers for another few months But it it would be really good to see like where that six month uh, break that we got uh, up here in Canada, like where banks could offer six month mortgage deferrals uh, to help with the uh, COVID-19. Like where like so obviously people I'm sure some people actually needed that, but I'm sure there was a larger chunk of people who took those deferrals because they could and then just blew That extra, whatever, two, three grand a month that they were spending on their mortgage. Now they're just pumping it into some other shit. Like there's no way that people are, I want to say smart enough or respond, not smart enough, responsible enough to spend that money wisely. But
1: yeah. And just like, no I don't think anybody really crunches the numbers on that stuff. Like if you actually look at what that, the cost, that deferral cost was versus You know, like like what you're gonna spend all that shit on? Like, is it really worth it in the end? But yeah, yeah.
2: And the funny thing is, those deferrals and that you know, initially, early on in like March or whatever, banks were really hammering on you know making sure they were only giving them out to some people but then like pretty much once it, we kind of realized this was going longer than three weeks they were just hammering everybody <laughs> six months you get six months you get six months yeah, yeah. so it, you just the get other six shoe's months? gonna drop right is what you're saying pretty much so we're curious yeah. to see what when if and when that happens what that looks like for sure
0: yeah well, we'll have to pick this uh, topic up again uh in the new year when uh the feds release some data from 2020 or I mean, not even the feds just the banks because the feds are going to take a year to release this data probably but uh on that yeah, note banks will put it all out yeah uh, on that note guys uh well this is a great great show tonight uh, join us again uh, later on this week uh, and uh, thanks for joining us